What? 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 About. 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 What? 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 It's about. About. Welcome to What It's About, the podcast full of poorly researched and strongly held opinions, hosted by me, Kyle Bagley, and me, Claire. How are you, Kyle? I'm great. How are you? I'm a bit stressed today. What are you stressed about? Um, right now I have two adult human beings, two dogs and a rabbit in my one person apartment. You know, years ago I lived in a, a very small cottage with my wife. We had uh, no dogs at the time, thankfully. Mm. Um, we had two cats, a rabbit, turtles. Jeez, I think that was it. That's a lot already. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, creatures. And we lived in a one room, one room apartment cottage uh, out in the woods. It was a beautiful home. It was very, very British. You would, you would have enjoyed it. I think. Very British for America. Very British for America, meaning it was like the countryside. Nice. Did you like sip tea on the stoop? Talk about the weather. Uh, frequently, yeah. Mm, that's lovely. I would <laughs> like that. You're right. Completely true. I'm also a bit stressed because um, I'm I'm really holding up the poorly researched end of today's podcast. Well, luckily you're a fucking genius, so I'm not I'm not worried at all. Okay, great. Do you want to um start off with our five facts? So you know, in April 2021, they are adding new words to the dictionary. Have you heard these? I have not. I'd love to. Um, so the first one that they're adding is the fastest ever addition to the dictionary. This is this is Merriam Webster. I know you're probably an Oxford girl. Oh, for sure, please. Uh, I love, love the letter U. <laughs> I hate the letter Z. Um, but uh, this Z. is this is from Merriam Webster adding new words to their dictionary. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what word they're adding? Is it meme? It is not. Me, come on. Meme is Lol? probably five or ten years old already. <laughs> I don't already. know. I'm not contemporary. I'm not down with the kids. And Merriam-Webster isn't a real... Is it Merriam-Webster? Is that yes. the woman's name? That's not a real dictionary anyway. Uh, it is a real dictionary, and it's a very 2020 word. Um, COVID. COVID-19. Mm. This is it, is... How are they spelling it? Is it capital COVID hyphen 19? I don't know about the capitalization. Is it an acronym though, COVID? Uh, Probably. Uh, coronavirus. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Coronavirus. That's the C. The cora O. We don't know. Okay, we I don't, don't know. know. They're putting it in the dictionary, or they put it in the dictionary, uh, a mere 34 days after it was first coined. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah, fastest. How did ever. they know it would stick? <laughs> I I think it pretty quickly <laughs> caught on. That's a Caught on. We should move on. Um, my my favorite is the Rona. Is how I prefer the Rona. The Rona is how yeah. I prefer to refer to it. Yeah. Um, so I got a few other words here that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. Um, one is cancel culture. That's not a word. It's two uh, words. Okay. Are they hyphenating it? Uh, no, that's two separate words with a space. Right. Uh, another is sapiosexual. Do you know what a sapiosexual oh, is? Oh, yes. Um, yes, that's where you are attracted to people's intelligence. Yes. Yes. Ding, ding, Love ding, ding. Love knowing things. Ten points for that one. Thank you. Uh, the last one, well, not the last one they're adding. The last one they're adding that I thought was interesting is folks. F-O-L-X. I don't know what that means. I've never heard that word in my life. Of course not. 
Some right. would some would say it's made up. <laughs> it's like that's not a fucking word. Um, that sounds like a Scrabble word, you know, like that mm, or ah. Um, have you heard of Latinx? No. You've never heard the term Latinx? No. Like in ter- instead of Latina or Latino? Oh, yes. I thought you were referring to music. Can it no. also be used for music? No, it can't. Okay. Then as as a people, a race? As a so uh Latinx is like saying somebody's Latino without mm-hmm. specifying their gender. Folks with an X is referring to all marginalized peoples as as a group, whether it's race, gender, identity, what 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 have you. Oh, so like, I'd be in it just because I'm a gal, but I'm a, a white straight gal, so I'd only be in it a bit. You wouldn't be in it at all. So I'm partial folks. You're no folks. No comment. <laughs> I like that. I think that's nice. Okay. We can... I am not going to write this word or use it in language. Ever. Okay, well, I'm going to only message you this from now on <laughs> when referring to anyone ever. Um... No, I think that's good because I think that labeling, giving something a name makes it easier to discuss or talk about. That's why people love like mansplain. I mean, people hate mansplaining. That's why they like having a word for it. So like, oh, now we can be like, boom, you're doing that thing. Whereas otherwise you'd have to talk all around and be like, oh God, it's this thing. Everybody does, but there was no name for it. So we couldn't talk about it. But now we can talk about it. Yo, there's mansplaining. See, way quicker. But don't you think mansplaining is something that women do also? It's just Are like... you explaining oh. mansplaining to me? That's my favorite <laughs> mansplaining. I believe I asked you a fucking question, Claire. I don't think I explained anything. I was asking you a question, which was, isn't mansplaining just explaining? I think that both genders and all folks mansplain sometimes. Um, But I think that men tend to do it way more. Like It happens to me often in business-related scenarios where I'll be like here's this thing that I'm working on or like, here's this thing I think we should do. And then my male colleague is like, yes, yes, yes. Let me explain what exactly she means. And I'm like, no, no, no. I can explain what I mean. You don't need to like jump in and now take ownership of that. Is that mansplaining? Yeah. I thought mansplaining was uh, like me talking to you like you're an idiot. Mm. So I think of it in two things. One is you talking to me like I'm an idiot. Mm. So you like explaining something that I obviously would know. Mm. But the other thing is like when someone takes away your power by like nicking your idea and explaining it to the room. Mm. And that's the like sneakier version of mansplaining. Because it looks like you're being like, wow, what a great idea you have. Let me jump on that and go with you. And I'm like, now you've nicked it. What if I can just do a better job explaining it than the person who's talking at Look, the time? Look, we know who the biggest armor is at this table, and it ain't me. Uh, I might have a few arms and ahs, but I'm a damn good explainer, Claire. You think? I think. I feel more confused about cassette tapes now than I did a week ago, that's for sure. Just wait till we get to the main segment now. <laughs> okay. Oh, my turn. On Saturday, March 20th at 3 p.m., a sonic boom was heard across the West Country of England. Don't look at my notes because you're cheap. I wasn't looking. So this sonic boom, the West Country is where I'm from, so it's mm. it's regional. Devon. Devon, yes, part of the West Country. Devon got sonic boomed. Devon and also Dorset, parts of Dorset. Mm. Um, on I can't remember which coast, either the south or the north, there's only two. Um, 
But all along there. Aren't there four ghosts? <laughs> not just, to be no. clear, just to be clear. <laughs> In England, yeah. But where I live, there is just a top coast and a bottom coast, you see. Um, so along one of those two coasts, a sonic boom was heard for, for a really long way. Loads of people heard it. 3 p.m. Guess what caused it? A whale fart. <laughs> Make a serious guess. Uh, an airplane crash. No, mm. that would have been in the news. Yeah. A meteor. A meteor? What the hell? A low-flying meteor. I assume it's low-flying. I don't really know how sound works. I assume low-flying caused a sonic boom. Did it land somewhere tragic? Nope. Gone. No idea. Hmm. But I bet they'll find it. I um, was doing a little digging around in the internet the other day, and I found this picture of a man stood in his driveway, and there was a big bit of dirt on the ground, and it turns out it was a meteor. But, like, the meteor had gone. It was just bits of dust. And then scientists from all over the world came to study his dust. So I think there are laws in the U.S. where if a meteor lands in your house, hmm. then you get to keep it. Really? Because, uh, you know, they're occasionally made of weird shit or, you know, re really rare metals or... So super uh, valuable. Yeah, super valuable things. Um, they also uh, can cause a lot of damage, obviously. Um, I don't know who pays for the damage, but for sure, if you if you have well, a meteor land... If you've got home land, insurance, you're fine. Do you think, like, is that in your policy? Like, if a meteor comes through your mm. kitchen window, we got you. It would be pretty strange for it to come through the kitchen window. <laughs> That's uh, what you're picking up? Um, so, uh, January 1st, 2021, uh, Shanghai instituted a ban on uh, plastic bags. Did you know this? Yes. How's that gone? I, I, well, first of all, I didn't know about this until about two weeks ago. Mm. So uh, not that great, I think. I knew about this because of the old being a writer. Mm. And I wrote a little, little 250 word piece about there being no more plastic bags. But there are still many plastic bags. Oh, there are, there are a million. Mm. I found it out, I guess, when Family Mart switched to non-plastic bags, which yeah, I feel they, like they was use, about two weeks ago. They use those like kind of felty material ones They're now. They're great. Like cloth. They are great. They're also one RMB per bag now instead of uh, 15 cents. Is that what they were before? 0.15 for the small ones, 0.25 for the big ones, I think. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe Kyle, 3. I'm so 4. rich, I don't care about carry bag prices. I just... Uh, so they're expanding this through 2025, um, but already nobody's listening to it. I mean, if you get, if you get delivery, I would say about 50-50, the delivery's going to come in a paper bag or a plastic bag. Yeah, like I do all my grocery shopping on Herma, which is, um, I don't know what an equivalent would be. Like, just like doing an online grocery shop, basically. And it arrives in these giant plastic bags. Mm. And I know that plastic bags are the enemy and they're strangling like whales and stuff. But they're so good. Oh, they're so good. These Homa ones, they're such high quality plastic. Man, they go for days. The cat. Oh, cat break. Uh, so this is just a Shanghai thing. I mean, I feel like Shanghai is pretty much the leader of the pack when it comes to new initiatives like this in government, because it's quite a modern city. And I feel like people are used to fucking pointless regulations. Um, uh, not no, that we're is... saying that carry back, carry back <laughs> that just to be clear, 
We are eco-warriors. Kyle has dreadlocks. Obviously, he cares about the environment. Do you think we can go a whole episode of this podcast without you talking about my hair? Never. (laughs) Not once. Actually, people who sell fresh produce are exempt from this until 2025. So the local fruit sellers on the corner can still have plastic bags, which I really don't know why. But I mean, so I understand because also like I go to the local wet market, which is like an indoor market, loads of different sellers, you can buy different stuff. Oh, fun fact, double fun fact, wet market was also added to the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that is a good one. They added like three or four COVID words out. That was one of them. Yeah. So um, I go there to shop and I understand being like, here is a fish. They put the fish in the bag. I take the fish home. Like they're going to need a minute to figure out how to get the fish from their hand to my hand mm. and then to my home, mm. you know, like what's some sort of like paper box bag scenario. I mean, they need time. Mm. People that sell bananas. No, I don't get it. But fish people I get. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw, I did see a thing. I forget it was in a documentary or something, but the, it was somebody who is a, a grocery store a manager or something and they were like these fruits came all the way from Peru were shipped halfway around the world in, in various containers but people think they're going to get dirty on their way home from the grocery store yeah this is true um, but so, again doesn't work with fish for sure well you shouldn't be eating fish anyway <laughs> but also like Shanghai is a weird one because here they'll be like there's a new law and everyone will write about the law the law's coming out the law's going to happen and the law just doesn't happen i mean it it happens but it's not enforced so with the trash sorting it happened like like day one minute one mm. like they were fucking ready for the trash sorting not in my compound man i tell you the truck arrives and all the trash goes into the same container i'm still calling bullshit on that no it's true come to my house and watch you can sit on the little ie stall in the middle of the lane you can watch the trash people come uh so this is rolling out to other cities by 2022 <laughs> Um, the production and sale of plastic bags that are less than 0.025 millimeters thick will also be banned. The restaurant industry must reduce the use of single-use plastic items by 30%. And hotels are not allowed to offer free single-use plastic items by 2025. That's already the case for hotels, for sure. I think so, yeah. And I also think, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I stay in fancy hotels, but they just don't. Like, you get, like, a bamboo toothbrush now. Mm. But maybe in, like, I don't know, like, I think we need a cat break again. <laughs> what is behind most power outages in the U.S.? You'll never guess. Downed power lines. No. Brace yourself for the answer. Squirrels. Squirrels! <laughs> Squirrels are behind most power outages in the U.S. In fact, the it was it was the APPA, I think, but I can't remember what it stands for. Associated Power Something A Association, maybe. Um, they have invented something called the Squirrel Index, which is <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is real. The Squirrel Index, where they track the like movement and I guess nibbliness of squirrels. Um, so they can predict where they're going to have problems. Mm. So there's like certain times a year where the squirrels are more active, where they're more likely to damage lines. Mm. So if you're listening in America and you don't have power, blame a local squirrel. 
I think the squirrels die when they when they chew through a power line. I mean, you'd think. I don't know how electricity works. Did you know that Spotify uploads 60,000 new tracks to their service every single day? I don't believe you. You don't believe me? No. Uh, a, a year or two ago, it was 40,000. And it's it's growing. The, the number of new tracks every day is growing. That's insane. Where do they find them? Do you, could, do you put them... Like, can I put a Spotify on? Like, do, you, could we, do you really do you really want to know? Like, if I did a song and you, like, played the cajon, could we, <laughs> could we, could we be more famous than doing this podcast? Yeah, I really want to know. Um, well, you need a distributor. So oh. there are... Uh, usually, when you release a, when you release a song... It's very often released on a record label. That record label has its own distribution company. If you're going independent, then there are some companies where you can have it self-released, I guess you could call it. Mm. Um, so basically, you would have to go to a site where you upload your music there. You say what release date it's going to have. You upload the artwork and mm. things like that. And you put it on Spotify and Apple Music mm. and Deezer and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, that, that number is going up because of the number of independent musicians who are putting mm -hmm. tracks online. And also because, you know, just ad adoption. I mean, labels are still putting back catalog and older mm. music on. Uh, it's, it's getting more and more. But yeah, 60,000 tracks a day. That's insane. Okay, I believe you. Good fact. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 10 points. So, um, for our main segment, I'm going to tell you about a thing, and we're going to discuss our opinions on it. And there are two parts to my thing, but it's generally about Banksy. Mm. You know, British graffiti artist. I know him. You've, not, you've, not personally. I mean, that's the thing, right? Maybe you do. Oh, maybe mm -hmm. I do. Is it Mystique? you? It's not me. I okay. wish it was me, but it isn't me. He's been in the news lately in England because there were this couple and he like did a drawing on their house. By drawing, I mean an artwork, a, gra a graffiti on their house. And they were going to sell the house and they were going to like protect it so that you couldn't take the art off the house. Mm. I don't know why they wanted to sell like it. Like encase it in the wall. Mm. So I don't know if they wanted to sell it because there was a Banksy on their house. They were like, we're rich now. Mm. Or if they were like, we got to move because we want to live closer to granny. Mm -hmm. Like I'm unsure of the details of their need to move house, but they did. So they had the house on the market and they were like, but we're going to protect it. It's never going to be taken away. Like it belongs to this area. It belongs here. And big controversy a few days ago, maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, near past, gone. Gone. The artwork is gone. It's gone. And there's a big hole in the side of the house. <laughs> oh, like it was removed. No, it, was no, it, was, removed. it wasn't painted over. No, it was removed. Like half of their house, not half, an eighth of one wall of their house is just gone. And it's now popped up for sale in, I think, Holland. Uh -huh. And everyone's like, like, has it been stolen? What the hell's happened? This auction house is like, no, we've got permission to sell it. Everyone's gone nuts. The people are like, yeah, oh, sorry, we've removed it and we're selling it. Everybody's campaigning about it. People are mad. So. What was the painting? It's called Achu. It's this woman sneezing and it's 
painted at the bottom or maybe the top of the steepest like street in England. So the woman, she's sneezing so hard, she's blowing her false teeth out and it looks like she's like blowing the houses down. And everyone's in uproar about it. Just because it's valuable or so, so who took, did they figure out who took it down? The people that own the house. Oh, I see. And people are mad about it. Because they thought it was part of the the structure. Well, yeah, and because it's in Bristol, which is like where he's from. So they're like, come on, like leave stuff. So this brings me to my... It's fair enough, though. I mean, it mm. was graffiti, and presumably Banksy did not have permission no. to paint this on the side of their house. Mm. It's their house, it's their property. I think they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, so I've got two points. My first point I'd like to discuss with you is, should graffiti art be removed, or should it be left where it is? But my second one is graffiti in the UK is classed as criminal damage. So you can go to prison for up to 10 years or you can be fined up to £5,000. That's quite a bit. Well, I mean, do you know what I think? £5,000, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. That's kind of on the money. Like a reasonable punishment, I guess. Mm. Prison for 10 years. That's a, that, that is seems that a, extreme. Do you guys have felonies in the UK? I don't think so. But I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Uh... That that seems pretty extreme. That must be if you've done something well bad. Like if Banksy graffitied Buckingham Palace. Did you <laughs> for 10 years? Or maybe the Queen would like knock a bit of the palace off and sell it because she needs needs the cash. Maybe. But so those are my two points. So I then started digging around in other stuff about Banksy and it was kind of mad. So in when he was like apparently starting out, he approached this couple that live in a mobile home which is like um, like like a caravan park. What do you guys call them? Trailer park. Trailer park, that's it. That, I mean, that's like the impolite term for it. Mm. So they, I don't know if they lived in it permanently or if it was like their little holiday home. But he came up to them and he was like, I want to do some work on like a big canvas. Can I paint the side of your mobile home? And they were like, yeah, sure. And he paid them, like paid them, by giving them tickets to Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. That was like the exchange. Um, so he did this massive piece of work, like, way before he was famous. Um, and this couple bought the mobile home for a £1,000. Mm-hmm. And then years later, like, peak of his fame, like, Banksy effect was well in swing, where, like, graffiti art was massive. This was, like, 2007, 2008. The couple sold the mobile home for half a million pounds. Mm. Big, big increase. Um, and then there's other stuff, which is, like, happened accidentally. So he did one called the Gorilla in Pink, um, or Gorilla in a Pink Mask, and that was like accidentally painted over. And then he did one about Pulp Fiction, which Transport for London would just like they painted over. Um, and then there's loads of stuff where different artists paint over other different artists. So what do you think? Like, should they be sold? Should they be removed? Should they not be? I think if it's on your house, you could do whatever the fuck you want with it. I, I mean, if it's in a if it's in a public space, I can see why people would want it removed. I can see how it would also add value to a to a location, mm. but it only adds value because he's Banksy. Yeah. If I were to go spray painting the side of a building, it would not add value to that building. Um, I I really like street art though. I I lived in Valencia, Spain for a year. Oh, cool! And they have some of the coolest street art mm. in the entire world. Seriously, I mean, it, really awesome stuff. There was there was a series 
from a from a street artist. I guess you could say he's a famous street artist, although I don't know if anybody actually knew who he was. And it was like, "Are you alive or are you dead?" Um, but they so the he would have these uh, skeletons. So they were different figures drawn with skeleton heads, and it always had the text. Um, I forget if if it was "Are you alive?" Uh, was was in every single one, and then there was an Instagram account called "Are You Alive" that would that would show all the ones that were all over the city, and they were really awesome. Also in Valencia, there there would be um, street art that was on the side of like a five or six story building, just these absolutely massive pieces that were that were well. super cool to see. Um, I loved it, but I can I could see where people would think it's a bit trashy or mm. something like that. Yeah. I mean, it asks the question, what is art, Kyle? What is art? What is art? Uh, well, do you know what NFTs are? No. Non-fungible tokens. Fungible? Fungible. Fungible like exchangeable. Right. You never heard of it? No. Uh, so NFTs are a pretty, are a pretty modern thing. Uh, for digital artists, also for musicians, are are doing a lot of NFTs right now. Um, it's basically crypto art, or it's like you can see it kind of as the collaboration between Bitcoin and digital art. So is this like what's the dude a cause where he did those? You could buy like a hologram. I think it was cause. You you're making like... you're making a hand motion, but is this a digital? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's like he sold like a digital image that you could own for a certain amount of time and then the digital image was gone. Uh, that might also be considered an NFT, but these, uh, so they're, they're forever, but the, the owner of it is recorded in the blockchain. Mm. Blockchain is like where all the Bitcoin transactions are, you know, it's a it's a public list of of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So basically there's a there's a really famous artist called Beeple. B-E-E-P-L-E. I like his name. Uh, brilliant artist also. So he does he does basically cartoons. And for the last several years, he's been putting out one a day. And he just posts them on his Instagram. Whoa. So he's a very prolific artist, but they're, I mean, sometimes they're just like memes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're uh, very detailed and, and in-depth. Sometimes they're political. Sometimes it's just a fucking picture of a cat. It's, it's, all, it's all totally random. But if you make it an NFT, so basically you make this available on a platform, people can buy it with real money on this platform and then they can sell it. And the record, but there are, um, you know, it still has scarcity because it has a, it has an owner and that owner is publicly recorded. So even if this same, you know, even if somebody screenshots it or puts it up on Instagram or whatever, somebody is still the owner of this piece of art mm. and they are going for millions of dollars right now. Literally. So That's this crazy. guy, this guy Beeple sold a, actually through Christie's, mm. is Christie's first ever digital art sale. Wow. Uh, 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 can we get a fact check on that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are no fact checkers here, Carl. The fact uh, checker is your cat and she's not talking to you right now. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, he made $69 million selling a collage of all of his cartoons um, uh, through this through this platform. That's amazing. And but the cool thing about it is that so somebody can buy it. So let's say I'm I make a you know and they it can be any sort of file, any digital file. So it can be a photo, it can be a video, it can be a song. People are releasing music through NFTs right now. So I put it I instead of putting a song out on Spotify like sixty thousand other people did today, mm-hmm. I will release it as an F- NFT. One person can buy that, and they are the owner of that song. So they can do with it as they will. They can do with it as they will. And if they want to sell it again, so written into the coding, I will get a percentage of that sale mm. in perpetuity. Oh, I have heard of this, you so, know. So like so if I if I put something out and I say, okay, I'm gonna list this for a dollar, but every time it sells I get ten percent. Mm-hmm. And so you buy it for a dollar, I get ten cents there. Mm-hmm. Then you turn turn around and sell it for a thousand dollars, I get a hundred dollars mm-hmm. from that sale. And this this lasts in perpetuity. Okay. So this linking back to the cause thing that started this kind of detour. Or no, did it? Well, I don't know. So I re remembered properly what this thing is. Cause is an artist. He does massive installation art. He does the mm. famous ones where they kind of look like really mucked up Mickey Mouse's, but like two ears and the X eyes. Oh, okay. And he does like, he's done big collaborations here, like in, in Shanghai with like, what well, in China with like Uniqlo. He did loads of stuff in Japan. He did a huge installation in Hong Kong Harbor where he had the giant like, like dead thing, like hanging in the harbor. Mm. So he's, he's like, he does a lot of really big work and then he makes like these small toys you can buy. But a toy is like ten thousand US dollars. You know they're they're crazy. Like I like an action oh, figure, but they don't move. Oh, it's you know, it's the like they sell them, they sell them at like the Supreme shops here. Yeah, probably. I think he's done a load of stuff at Supreme. He's he did this thing where, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Um, um, not alternate reality. What's it called? Where like, I can't see something with my eyes, but I point my phone screen at it, and then it's augmented there. reality. That's it. Augmented reality. So he did these augmented reality installations that were huge. That any that so he put them up all over the world. I think he did twelve, and if you went to a certain like iconic point and you held your phone up, you could see this huge installation. Um, so he did that. There was one in London above the river, I think by Tower Bridge. So I made my friend um, like go there. I can't believe mm-hmm. I completely forgot about this, mm-hmm. and now I like I'm really remembering. I made my friend cycle there and go and like look at it and like mm-hmm. tell me about looking at it through his phone screen, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I like googled it and could see. Yeah. Well, I'm like, go check. Yeah. Like, is it real? Go check. Um, but then what he did, which I think is super smart, is he sold them as one of those N what's NFTs. He sold them afterwards, so companies bought them. And then, like, put them in, I don't know, they're, like, foyer or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, not foyer, because they're huge. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you could scale them down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So he did that. And he gets money forever in perpetuity every time it's sold. Mm. So they, like, companies in New York bought them and held them outside their buildings. Mm-hmm. But then you could buy little ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I could buy... So he normally does a huge installation, then, like, a toy version. Mm-hmm. So I could have bought, like, a toy one. And I either could buy it to like rent it for like two days and give it back, or I could buy it forever, uh-huh. and then I can choose where it is. So I can I could like you don't even know, but I could have one on my shoulder right now. What? <laughs> what Mad, does right? That mean? Like if I had bought one, or if I had uh-huh. rented one right now, uh-huh. I can put it wherever I want. I could just pop it on my shoulder, and oh, then if I you see. looked at me through your phone, the app I'd have it here. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. 
So lots of people like were like buying them. So I think he ended up making more money from the little ones than he did the giant ones that like companies bought. Mm. Again, zero fact checking done mm. there. I'm actually just completely guessing. Mm. But cool, right? You know, what is art? I mean, is a, is an important question because mm. I I think it's, you know, as we get into this kind of digital stuff, is an is an app art? Mm. Is uh, you know, um there there are lots of different ways that things can be represented. And a lot of fucking money that people can make in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the odds of Banksy deciding to graffiti the side of your house is probably similar to the meteor coming through your kitchen window. <laughs> <laughs> the odds are got to be up there. I would say <laughs> probably Banksy is a bit more prolific than the, than the meteor. Um, what I found really interesting is in 2018, um, he took a greetings card company to court over trademark. Here's, you know, the girl with the balloon. This one. Uh-huh. They were putting that and stuff on their greetings cards and selling them. Uh. And he was like, no, you're not allowed to do that. But then people, he, like, people take art from public places. So my favourite one, and this is one everyone went nuts about, was there's one down on a pound land in the UK. Do you know what pound land is? No idea. Yeah, it's a great concept. Everything in the whole shop is a pound. Oh, like a dollar store. Mm, pound land. They're, they're terrible okay. places. I kind of love them, but they're like terrible places. Uh-huh. You get the weirdest things. So there was one done on a pound land... And it was taken by the Miami Fine, I don't know, like Fine Art Auctions Miami, took it from Poundland. And everyone was like, you did it illegally. And uh. they were like, no, we didn't. But then they ended up like shadily not going through with the sale. And then I'll like, people don't know where it is. Uh-huh. Never went back to Poundland. But it was just, just this like weird thing that I'm like, sometimes you fight, you fight like your stuff being stolen. Sometimes you don't. Then he did that whole thing where that, canvas he sold and it, it as soon as it sold it shredded itself yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm like are you anti-consumerism but also like i can buy a tote bag with something on but it is trademarked by you well i, I don't mean, know here's my question in a lawsuit like this I, he's got to register his name yeah well you would have thought so people think and I did minimal research. People think he's a man called Robert Gunningham. Mm. But they also think he's two other people, but they sounded less convincing to me. Okay. He could be a member of Massive Attack, apparently. Really? It could be. Interesting. But another member of Massive Attack is also a famous graffiti artist and is, mm. like, open about it. Mm, I see. But also, is it fair to, like, like, in... So I lived in London for four years and there's loads of graffiti all over London and in... Areas in East London, uh, it's super famous and there's some beautiful... My favourite one is just off this place called Brick Lane. Mm. And it's this huge, like, five-storey tall crane. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I don't know. But that's criminal damage. Mm-hmm. So is it okay if people do it, but they're artists? But then how do they become good? Is by breaking the law, by being mm. criminals. So then now in London, there are some areas where you're, like, allowed to go and graffiti? There used to be, uh, here in Shanghai, there used to be that really awesome wall outside mm. the art district, uh, M50. Mm. Uh, used to have, I mean, how long was that wall? It was probably nearly a, a mile long. It was yeah. huge. Um, full of graffiti, and they recently just tore it down for, what, for some shitty construction project? Yeah, yeah? like, for sure. Mm. I wonder if it will spring back up, or if it will not. Hard to tell. Yeah. Um... So I also, this is like not really related, but very interesting, is that Banksy had a feud with a man called King Robbo. King Robbo, R-O-B-O. No, R-O-B-B-O. Okay. Um, Where they used to like wreck each other's work. 
like all over town. <laughs> so they used to like paint over each other's shit and like write their tags on each other's stuff. I mean, Banksy's one because King Robbo has died. Oh. Um, but so four days ago, there was another Banksy hoo-ha because he had this piece of art, graffiti, crime, I don't know what you want to call it, up on a wall, and someone wrote Team Robbo forever all over it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so this is this ongoing feud. I had no idea about this. I was like, this is so interesting. And then I remember you told me I had to be contemporary, and this happened in 2014. But still. <laughs> That's close So this happened four days ago, but the guy... So people that liked King Robbo more than Banksy um, are still going around and trashing Banksy stuff. Um, also, another random fun fact... Um, Michael Sheen has recently paid for a Banksy to be protected on the side of someone's house. Mm. What a nice thing for Michael Sheen to do. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, like, cheers for pitching in on that one. <laughs> so, it's so interesting, but it's this, like, world I just have no idea about that exists completely under my radar, and I either look at it, and, like, I'm guilty of it, right, where I'm on the train, and I look out the window, and I see this horrible graffiti, and I'm like, ugh, disgusting. And then I'm walking through East London, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool, and everything's beautiful, and this is art, and how dare you take it down, don't sell it for money. But if Banksy graffitied the side of my house, oh, for sure, I'd sell that side of my house. Or maybe the whole <laughs> house. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, you've, answered, you've answered the question there, is art is that which has value, yeah? Yeah, well, that wasn't the question, but that can be the conclusion. You, you asked me the question. I said that before. So art is anything with value. I think so. But does that mean then that Van Gogh's art wasn't art until he died? Life's unanswered questions. Um, all right. Go. You want to do the last segment? I'm ready. Welcome to Late to the Game, the last segment of our pod, where me and Kyle talk about things we are late to the game to. So something very popular that we've only recently got into. <laughs> Wicked. What do you got? What do you what okay. are you getting into? Claire? I have never ever read in my whole life ever a comic book or a graphic novel. Mm. Never. Because I don't know, this is maybe gonna be an unpopular opinion. But I'm just like it's not a book, it's just lots of pictures. Like I don't I, like, can't really comprehend just staring at pictures and being, like, cool a story. And... You know there's text in there, right? <laughs> right. Also, generally, the genres of books that are graphic novels or comic books, I'm like... Because it's like, man, man, punch, punch, man, man, punch, punch, superhero fly. And I'm like, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. Oh, yet another woman ruining the story. Can we, can we call that mansplaining also? <laughs> what, man, man, punch, punch, where I tell you. Yes, this is just my, yes that's exactly. What, all action movies to me, I just call punching movies. And I don't like them. Um, and I find them very frustrating because always like two scenes in, there's like this dude that's like, I've got to go save the world. And then his girlfriend's like, please, baby, don't go save the world. Stay home with me. And then he's like, nah, sorry, babe. Got to go. Got to this meteor. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. And that happens in every single one. Oh, it's so annoying. And I'm like, what if just one time the superhero was like, okay, you're sure. I'll just stay with you then. And then boom, meteor, the, living room, the world world's ends. over. But, man, why is it always a girl? What kind of message would that would that leave? Well, what kind of message is it leaving now? Saying that women are all boring, like poop. Not like me. I'm not boring. I, Claire, I gotta be honest. 
first of all, I'm not sure how this is late to the game. I hope <laughs> I hope you're getting to a point where you talk about a comic book or or an yeah, action I'm film getting that, that, that I'm you really that. like. But second of all, this sounds like the opinion of somebody who never actually watches these movies. <laughs> Both of those things are correct. Okay. Okay, so I have decided to read my first ever graphic novel. Ah. And it is Wonder Woman. So it's like, it's Wonder Woman Volume 1. Ah. Because I, f- I feel like if I'm going to like... Like from the 70s? Mm-hmm. Nice. I've, I, maybe. I said yes, but I think, I, I think so. Because I think if I'm going to get into this, I should give myself the best odds possible, which is why I'm starting with Wonder Woman. Mm. So, I thought be, so I'm reading the ones by Grant Morrison... Mm-hmm. It was recently described to me as a friend by a mm-hmm. friend, which is why I'm reading this text message mm-hmm. now, as um, Grant Morrison's thesis of feminism in comic books. Wait, you haven't read this? I'm starting it. I've just started. I'm like four pages in. Four pages in. All right, I'll count it. But that's late to the game. That's okay, the whole point. You get like, for it, I'm yeah. a 28-year-old adult, and I've never, ever in my life read a comic book or graphic novel. And now I'm trying. I read some when I was younger, but I, I never got super into it either. Mm. Um, I've tried several times to read Chinese language comics. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, they're so hard. They're mm. way too hard. Like the language in them is not easy. Even the ones that are about kids are meant for kids. It they're just way too hard to read. The the reading level is actually really really high. Even yeah, though like even though they're for kids. I mean, I can't read Chinese for shit. I mean, I kind of can, mm. but. Like I can't, I not well enough but to I read But I bet these. it must be weird. Like, like how do you write pow? <laughs> you know, like boom, crash, smash. I'd actually be super interested. Do they use like pinion? Do they use like Roman? They do not use so pinion. Do they like? How do they do onomatopoeia in Chinese? So Chinese characters, you like can't invent new ones. Right. So how do you how do you write boom pow smash? Again, this is like the opinion of someone who's n- never <laughs> looked at one of these before. Like you think that's the entire the entire book is just like boom, and then you turn the page and it's fucking smash, and then you turn the page and it's pow. Like they they're stories, they're dialogue, they're people talking. It's a lot of pictures though, isn't it? There's of course every page is a picture, but there's still there's still dialogue. Look, I'll feed once I've finished it. I'll feed back next week with a proper opinion. Great. Mm. Roll credits. <laughs> You've been listening to What It's About, the podcast full of strongly held and poorly researched opinions. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at What It's About Pod. You can email us suggestions or comments to What It's About Pod at gmail.com. And we have a website which is What It's About.fun. Yes, dot fun. Our intro song is Retro Electro by Mario Cole. Other music this week from Ashutosh Music, Mativ, and Waterboy. I've been Claire. This is Kyle Beck. Thank you and good night. Okay, let me have a sip of tea. Oh, God, that's disgusting. I hate... Stop it! Uh, I hate that noise so much.